Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Day of Sports Show on Australia, the Young Black and Father Sports Fest. This is the first episode of 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for joining and listening to us for, as we begin, a new year of us talking sports and talking shit and all this other good stuff that goes along with what we do. I am your boy Q. Ashley is here. Greg is here. Lou would be here, um, but um, he's dealing with some health. He's dealing with some health issues with his daughter. We wish her all the. We wish her a speedy, you know, speedy recovery and all that good stuff. Um, but he will be with us next. Back with us next, back next week. So. How was how was the holidays, everybody? How was the holidays? Tell me about it. Was it was pretty, pretty good. Just got a new job, started that. Very happy, very excited, and nice. ready to podcast. Uh, Cashley nice. and I, we're going to have more to talk about when it comes to the tech side of the show. I promise we will not be doing it at a bar, but that's just my little dig at Q. Um, <laughs> We're definitely going to have more <laughs> episodes because I'm learning so much um, uh, about people being stuck in their ways, um, basically these government agencies. But we're going to talk about that when Cassie and I do our, you know, our tech show that mm-hmm. we'll have more episodes because um, as a podcaster, I'm going to say it is hard to find consistent co-hosts, but I'm going to just leave that there. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, what about you, Cashley? Yeah, really good. Um, I took some time off to go be with family, so that was always good. I took my younger sister to uh, get her a passport for her birthday. That was on the 28th, and she called me yesterday to let me know that it came in the mail. So when I said expedited, they really expedited it because it was like two weeks ago she sent an application. So. Yes, she's now official. She has a passport. We can go to places together now. So let's go. That was the highlight. Yes. Literally, let's go. So so I'm. I I need to hurry up and get my passport. I'm traveling this year. One of so one of my one of my resolutions this year is to get out of DC while I still live here. Um, at least once a month. I don't care if it's even going to like Baltimore or, or whatever, but I'm going to um, get out of the city, get out of my element at least once a month. Um, and that's starting on Friday. So here's my update on how the holidays and everything is going. Um, the holidays is great. I slept the, basically the entire time. Um, the holiday party went great. If you if you listen to the if you listen to YBNB yesterday, you know that the we said that the vet between Greg and I we descended it um, for good reason <laughs> for good reason. Um, but uh, on Friday I'm headed down to where my kids are and I'm going to spend the spend the entire weekend. With my kids, we're gonna celebrate the twins' birthday that we didn't get to celebrate last month, um, and I'm going to 
to spend time with not only with them, but with some great friends of mine from South Carolina. Um, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, he's not going to be joining on this week. He's not going to be joining on tonight. Joining on tonight. But stay tuned for a possible bonus episode, for a bonus live episode here on Stereo. And um, this, and if this happens, this particular episode, live episode, will be going behind the paywall. Um, we're going to talk about NFL playoffs, his Cowboys going one and done and losing on Monday night to the Buccaneers. Um, so it's going to be a great time. So that, that's when it, this, this is my first trip of 2023, and I'm so excited to be going because I'm going to be with my love, my loves and my sweethearts. So that is my break. That is my update on how 2023 has started. Not going to talk about the job. You listened to, you listened to YBNB yesterday. Uh, you know a little bit of the shit that I'm going through at work. Um, before we continue, congratulations on the new job, Greg. Uh, I know you're going to do well. I know Thank I'm you. violating every premise of a content creator and a podcaster right now, but it, it'll get better. It's going to get better. I promise. <laughs> Whew, now that we got that out the way, <laughs> now that we got that out the way, yeah, yeah go ahead and talk your shit. Go ahead and talk your shit. Like, put in the comments. You can roast me on Twitter. It's fine. I, I've earned it. It's all right. Um, but there's been a lot going on. So, before we get into the sports, until we get into the sports, and this is mainly going to be an NFL show tonight, in terms of, in terms of, you know, in terms of other sports, the other sports that we cover besides wrestling. But first, we're going to lead in, like how we led in in 2022, with our wrestling update. Cash me. Catch yourself on everything that's been going on in wrestling. And I know there's a lot you have. Yes. Especially the, <laughs> especially the last, over the last 24 hours with Vince unretiring and coming back and being chairman of the board and Stephanie resigning, all that good stuff. Fill us in and what's been going on. It's all yours. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, first, I want to say Happy New Year to everyone, to all the listeners. Um, I do want to send a shout out to my lovely co-host, Melanie Matt Pam. We stayed in very close contact, contact, talking wrestling, life, and all that good stuff. So I just want to send a shout out to her, and we'll be back really soon, just trying to figure out the date that works best for our schedule. So moving on to wrestling. Um, let's see. Let's start off with New Japan. And I'll just make this really quick because I know what we all really want to talk about. <laughs> so in New Japan, they had their biggest wrestling show pretty much in all of pro wrestling, second to WrestleMania, of course. Wrestle Kingdom 17 on January 4th. There were some title changes, a brand new face, uh, some exits. Some stable breakups, new stables created. And, you know, of course, like I said, some title changes, some title challenges, all that good stuff. Now, moving on to WWE. 
as we know, uh, Vince McMahon has decided to pretty much maneuver his way back onto the board. And this all began as of January 6th. Um, it was reported on corporate.wwe.com that Vince McMahon has uh, announced that he will be returning back to the board, but also stating that he would not be trying to have any impact on any other management roles, duties, responsibilities. Now, we, as we've seen, this hasn't gone over all that well, especially with his board members. Um, in fact, there were three in particular that were immediately let go. And oddly enough, I do want to say that these same three were part of the investigation, which led to his retirement in the first place. Okay, so, so uh, before you continue... Let her I, finish, I, you. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, 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 it's a very relevant question, but I'll wait until mm-hmm. you give the, give the update to ask this question. So, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Okay. Um, so yeah, if you remember, uh, last year, I believe it was around July, there was a big investigation launch that found uh, a lot of, uh, sexual misconduct. There was a lot of, uh, by Jerry irresponsibilities as it was claimed in one suit, um, this McMahon paying out millions of dollars to Unfortunately, different women that he had dealt with and some of his uh, associates was also involved in that, which led to him ultimately um, stepping back from the company and pretty much turning over the reins to Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, who were both uh, co-CEO of the company, sharing responsibilities, but ultimately, ultimately led to Triple H taking over creative. Now, if you've been watching the show over the past, I would say maybe six months since he's taken over creative, you notice a huge difference. And I think it really brought a new life into the product. And from mine, from what's being reported at that time, morale backstage was a lot better. And it really came across on screen. Now, fast forward, like I said, to January. Uh, Vince wants to come back because he knows it's going to be a sale at some point, And he does not want a sale to go down without him being in place. I do want to also point out that one of the shareholders is actually launching a class action lawsuit against Vince. Um, it basically is saying that he's once again breaching responsibilities and in fact is using his majority shareholder amount, which is uh, estimated at being 81% of the company, which is a pretty big uh, shareholding amount. So he's using that power to uh, remove board members and pretty much Debo his way back in. Um, now, one thing I do want to state, uh, I know there's a lot of rumors as far as who are potential buyers and the fact that there's actually someone who has bought it, but none of that has been um, actually confirmed yet. So we're not even going to go into that. But as far as this lawsuit is concerned, and I'll read a little bit from Bloomberg Law, it states, and I quote, McMahon lacks the power he purported to wield. Section 141A of the Delaware General Corporation Law recognizes the inviolability of the board and director's power to make significant decisions respecting the business and affairs of the company. The board members have an unremitting obligation to discharge their fiduciary duties. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And, and I do want to say that after it was his return, Definite Man did resign, um, which was pretty sudden. But I think if you kind of understand how everything happened, it's not surprising at all. So, yeah. Well, before I yeah. go into what we about to say, sir. Okay, so that was my question. There was a report on recent report that the WWE um, was sold to a subsidiary of uh, uh, like a venture fund that is based in Saudi Arabia. Is that true or not? No, that hasn't been confirmed. Like there, there hasn't even been a confirmed sale yet. There is going to be a sale. I think we pretty much know that at this point. But as far as who's going to be the buyer, we do not know. That has not been confirmed. Okay, so that yeah, that was that was my question. Because when I saw Saudi okay. Arabia, I'm like, like huh, huh, wait, what, what? They yeah, I think that, yeah, that would be, I would say, the worst scenario for several reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Number one being, uh, basically, I think if you know the the history. Um, behind the Saudis. I, I won't go into too much detail, but there's history. Also, there's the women's division. Um, yep, where women. would that stand? Right. There, there would be no women's division at, at this point. Um, also, there's a matter of some talent. In particular, there would be Sani Zayn, who is Muslim, but I think the country he's from, there's tensions with Saudi Arabia, so that would be kind of a mm-hmm. conflict. MVP, who is a former Muslim, um, can't even go to Saudi Arabia because he's um, he's no longer Muslim. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that would okay. Be so, scenario. So, my follow up question is: There has like there was a major uh, report uh, story about how like the the current generation of wrestlers and a couple of the old heads is talking, you know, working to get rid of homophobia in wrestling. And mm-hmm. can you talk about that a little bit? If you know, if, if you know anything about that, because I saw that and I wanted to ask that question in the, in the group chat. Um, but if you have any any anything you can like add to that. Go right ahead. Um, something to there's wrestlers talking about tackling homophobia. Is, is that what your your question? Pretty much, yeah. In a in a nutshell, yeah. Um, I haven't heard that yet. Um, I I know. Uh, well, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any that the movie right. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I phrase that in the sense that, like, the article that I've read, and I should have shared it with, I should have shared it with, with everyone, like, the current stars are, like, talking about, like, trying to get rid of homophobia in, in wrestling. They can be 
Okay. Look at, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I just need to add this. Look at me, like, really taking an interest in, like, wrestling, even though I don't watch right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing up something I don't it. know about yet. So, yeah, so, so I can't, I'm, I'm looking for the story right now, um, but, like, there was a story. And, and, and again, this is this is Bleacher Report, which they just you know they sometimes just publish clickbait ep- episodes or clickbait articles to get people to read. Um, mm-hmm. But like that caught my attention because of the LGBTQ aspect because I'm a member right. of the, uh, I'm a member of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so like well, if you don't know it. It's, Well, I will say this. Well, I will say this. Um, If there's there's been a few elements that have been present in pro wrestling for as long as I can remember, Um, racism being one of them, uh, patriarchy being another one, homophobia being the other one. Okay, Um, I think we we remember the tale of uh, I believe the wrestler's name was. Chris Cannon? You remember him, Greg? Yes, I do. Well, yeah. So basically, he was a pro wrestler within the WWE. And it was revealed, well, pretty much leaked. Um, it was leaked within the company that he was um, he was a gay man. Um, now, you know, what's the big deal, right? But back then, it was a very big deal. And they made every opportunity to throw it in his face. Right? Because, you yep. know, to them it's like, why are you this big burly guy? Why are you gay? You know, and, and this and this was like a personal torment to him to the point where he really drowned himself in um prescription drugs, alcohol, a lot of self destructive um, behaviors because he, he wasn't accepted not by the company he worked for, but also... Society standards. I'm sorry? I I said society standards. Like, you this big, early guy who has to be gay. Right. Whatever, like, not to get explicit, but you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think there were some others too, but his his story was the one that immediately jumped out at me when you mentioned that. So um, I'll I'll have to um, look look up that um that article you're referring to. But if that's the case, I I think it's beyond time because I think um, a lot more performers are out now. Anthony Bowens from AEW, he's one half of the Acclaim, who is the AEW Tag Team Champions. He's actually a outwardly gay man. And and he's also um, a man of color. So he's out, he's proud. You know, Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss is another one. He's on AEW. And I'm sorry, they are. I don't want to miss um, mispronoun them. But I, I think it's becoming more accepted now. Back in the 90s, no. Nah, definitely not. Yeah, um, because um, in my personal opinion, I know it may not be true to some, but honestly, like, I don't want to say by name, but there are certain people who are just like, 
perverted. That's just the best way mm-hmm. I can say that. Um, mm-hmm. If it wasn't about women and like over-sexualizing them to stimulate themselves, they didn't want it on mm-hmm. TV. And a, a lot of those those men ran these companies or were a part mm-hmm. of running these companies. Um, if it wasn't evident from everything that happened with Vince McMahon. Um, mm-hmm. I, I hate that I'm about to go there. I'm not going to say this too long because I know it's not a long show. Um, Vince McMahon is doing what every white man who's ever gotten in trouble does. Um, they go away mm-hmm. for three or four months and then they come right back and act as if we forgot. Um, they mm-hmm. may have forgot that, that part. And it, it disgusts me to the point where like, I've said shit about events previously and like other episodes where kind of like you know might have been taken the wrong way but i i meant every word um i've never gone to the extent saying i wish this man like any harm anything like that all i want him to do is put on a good product and when i say him meaning him and the people that help him run his business he has run that business into the ground and if he even breaches the thought of selling it to I don't even want to say them, but to the people that we think or spoke previously of of selling outside of, you know, corporations like Disney or something like that. Um, I'll never watch wrestling or at least WWE again. When the situation happened that, you know, Cashley will talk about with his own like daughter, I just I already checked out. He, he treats his family like shit. He treats people who work for him like shit. I, I can't do it anymore. I've literally gotten to the point where it, just, it feels as if like he, he just spitting at your shoes and I can't do it anymore. Um, I don't want to start 2023 in a negative like notion or in a negative thought, but enough's enough. Um, he literally mm-hmm. was like, you know what? In the new year, I'm going to get my shit back. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's so weird. It, it almost feels like he was like, I'm going to go and disappear for a few months resign all those people get you know all those people that i fired and got wrong and you know essentially fucked up their careers make things better for a few months i'm gonna disappear but i'm gonna come back because at that point they can't do anything because they're under contract now mm-hmm. that's how it felt for me um I, I was wondering why bray wyatt ain't wrestled in the what four months he's been back I, mm-hmm. I was wondering why everything has been so stagnant with his character to the point where it, it's starting to be what it used to be, which was garbage. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, all right, cool. Um, then we got, you know, just the announcement events. There were there were no wrestling, like, you know, news, like, pre- like I'm sorry, there was no wrestling press this week. Right. There was no, oh, well, this happened on Raw, this happened on SmackDown. They are talking about the owner mm-hmm. of the company and mm-hmm. the shit that he's about. It's nasty. I want no parts. Yeah. I just, I think I've officially checked out. Now, somebody would say, well, Greg, give him another chance. But like, how many fucking chances can we possibly give? Like, I think, some, I think it's enough for me. Uh, there's been a lot of things that I've seen in the past two years that have kind of justified my actions and my thought process on it. Somebody would say, mm-hmm. oh, Greg, you jumped the gun. But then when you look now, you're like, damn, Greg's been saying this shit for fucking two years. We've been saying it on the show for two years. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nothing new. It's just one more thing. I'm done. I've checked out completely. I want no parts. And I really hope and implore that, you know, people who are like, not even just wrestling fans, people who participate or want to participate in the art of wrestling mm-hmm. don't think that Vince McMahon is the reason why 
you can't stop watching wrestling. Just stop watching his brand of shit. When I say his exactly. brand of shit, you, you know his. Um, you guys told me at the top of 2022, like, fuck, like last year, when I say like the same week last year, when I was saying, you know what, I'm done with it. And I was like, actually done. When we did the wrestling, you know, commentary, my commentary mm-hmm. was from things that I had heard and the things I had read. I can still participate in that magnitude, but wasting three to four hours of my time, like, on you know, any given day or week to watch a subpar product, I can't do it no more. So for a a relic like Vince McMahon, who honestly just hasn't accepted that his time has passed, when, if, when I'm not saying like he's like old because he's old as shit, but his time mm-hmm. in running a business has gone. Every CEO that decides to right. stay until they are like pretty much they have to put them in the grave in order for them to go away. When I say go away, meaning like just let people run things more efficiently. Um, that's one of the reasons I left my job. It's like yo, like at some point we have to start being forward thinkers and how to do what's best for business. And the fact that we we have people that can't readily identify that it's time for you to evolve, especially when you have the double the WWE where they're always like you know they're always talking about evolution, and it's like yo you can't evolve when you have somebody who's eighty who's still trying to like recreate shit from twenty thirty forty years ago. I'm telling that's like Roger Goodell for the NFL if he ends up being eighty seven years old and he's still running the business the way he was running it like today. We were like, oh, what the fuck? Like, nothing's changed. And Vince just, I hate to say it's time, bro, but it's time, bro. And I, I'm going to just hope, is. I hope that somebody says something because it seems like people aren't saying things, people are leaving. And the one thing you want to do, I'm sorry, the one thing you don't want to do is everybody all quits at once. And then you end up in a situation where you all quit. But what about the people that you brought there? Mm-hmm. What about what about the people that only came there because of you? When I say that, I'm talking to the people like Triple H, the people who, who he sat down and promised them everything under the sun, only to find out that guess what? Um, yeah, that motherfucker's back. It's really interesting, I, I, I can't and, and actually, and actually, like two points. So one. I, I'm not a businesswoman. I, I, I've never run a huge corporation, a sports entertainment juggernaut. I no, I, I never have. But I really fail to see why anyone would want to buy a company as successful as it's been for the past what forty, fifty years with someone like Vince on the board. It's like. This investigation is still fresh in everybody's mind. We all know what you're doing. We all know what your associates were doing. We know how you paid off different women using company funds. Yep. We know what you were doing. And in fact, we wouldn't have known had it if it wasn't for the board members who are now removed, hadn't launched an investigation against you. We never would have known any of this without that investigation. So why would anyone want to buy a company with that still looming? That's number one. Number two, for the wrestling fans who are thinking, now what? I know I know for a fact, even on the Melanin Mat, we've been telling everybody for a while now, expand your horizons. <laughs> okay, yep. look, there's Told me. more than WWE out there. You know, so, I, I, you know, it. 
I, I think it, it, it's definitely going to be some more changes. It's only, what, this is, what, the 11th, the 12th? Yep. And so much has happened in a week. And I suspect there will be more that's going to come <laughs> in the weeks to come. So, yeah, yeah. The, those are my, my two yeah. points there. I'm, I'm just officially done. Fuck them. Like, I've literally gotten to that point where it's like, yo, I can't even enjoy possibly allowing my daughter to watch that shit. I, I can't even enjoy that, which is sad. Because it's like, you you want to, like, pass something on. Like, I could pass on sports until I'm blue in the face. But, like, wrestling was one of those things where it's like, it touched everybody once upon a time. Mm-hmm. But then when that motherfucker started touching women, it's like, all right, bro. All right, now now we can stop. We can officially get the fuck up out of here and get him the fuck out of here. And they thought they did, but now I'm I'm completely checked out, like 110. percent When I say there's no way of bringing me back, they had their opportunity to fix shit, and they decided, nah, we ain't gotta fix anything. What we do is we'll leave. That it, it just doesn't work for me to be like, you know what? We're gonna leave and we're gonna let him do what he wants to do. Nah, if he's gonna do what the fuck he wants to do, y'all have seen the result of that. Every time he has the opportunity to do what he wants to do, he fucks shit up. He literally is the, mm-hmm. what's that quote? Uh, you know, I came and fuck shit up, or I forgot what the actual quote is, but that's what he does. He literally shows up mm-hmm. and fucks shit up. Place, he sets fire. Place, you, I, I'm going to say what you say all the time, though. Play stupid things when stupid price. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, I get it, it's his shit, but the thing is, he bought it from his daddy, right? He didn't even want to mm-hmm. give it to his own son. And the reason why he yep. didn't want to do that is because mm-hmm. him, being a selfish motherfucker that he is, decided that he could do it better. Ratings were tanking. Everybody's telling him this isn't working. He's going mm-hmm. and, you know, he knows this shit. Nobody is just telling Vince what it is. Motherfucker, it's you. You are the problem. And you've been the problem. Now, if you've mm-hmm. consistently been the problem, why is it that everybody knows it and they won't just tell you what the fuck it is? And I'm sure they are, or I would hope that they were, but nobody, in my personal opinion, say anything. It just seemed like everybody being a pussy and leaving. Everybody like, oh, yeah, you know, I got to quit. I got to resign. Are you resigning because you want what's best for business? Because he's always saying that shit. This is what's best for business. Well, is it? Because if it was best for business, you wouldn't be here. Because clearly, when you were gone, shit worked out a whole lot better for a lot of people. A lot of people had life-changing, you know, career events, historical events Mm -hmm. in the past year. So you can't tell me that Vince McMahon is what's best for business, especially knowing literally, what, eight months ago, he he was the 87-year-old man who was allegedly paying women for pussy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, to to start 2023, yeah, they will, for me, I'm going to be a part of talking about the recaps. When I say I won't be watching that shit, I absolutely will not be watching it. You know, somebody would say, well, will you watch WrestleMania? I'm like, no. I if he is in the position that he's in, he doesn't resign or they do not sell by WrestleMania. I won't talk about it. I will talk about what, you know, I hear from Raja WWF or, you know, those like sources that I see like Bleacher Report and stuff. But watching that shit live, I will save myself two days from a subpoor product. So I, I will just go ahead and just leave with that. I'm, I'm done. What about y'all? Yeah, um, just one final thing before we uh before we head off the wrestling segment. Um, WWE actually finished a documentary on China. Um, uh, hopefully, everybody remembers her, the ninth wonder of the world. 
And this is actually pretty significant considering the fact that there was hesitancy from them even honoring her with her own Hall of Fame spot. So maybe maybe this will lead to her own Hall of Fame spot this year. The fact that they're um, talking about her in her own documentary, which of course will be on Peacock, WWE Network on Peacock. So I just wanted to point that out as one last thing. And uh, back to you, Q. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to find that article and I'll, I'll send it I'll send it in the group chat. Um, I have I have to just say this, like, like I in the early days of the process, I in the early days of the process, I was oblivious and I tried to ignore and like just like downcast wrestling as an actual sport, but it 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 it, it is. Um, yeah, and I thank you, and I thank, and I thank Pam for making me aware. Also, also Greg, can't forget him either. Now I would say, like in 2023, I know I have to pay attention because, mm-hmm. like, as as a as, as a sports podcast host that wants to be inclusive of all sports, even though I thought, even even though like it, that, that's still it's still my thought that wrestling doesn't exist, it does, and I and for me, wrestling is like I I see what like happens on the mat but not what happens on TV. I respect what happens on the mat, like, you know, like high school, college wrestling, but the pros and and shit that is seen on TV, I don't respect that. But now I do. So that is my me. That is my first mere call for 2023. So I'm I'm glad you came around. Yeah, that may change too later. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I I do with like I like I understand. Like I I get it now. So, um, Cassie, thank you for that update. Thank you for. I also have to say, like going. Thank you for like making this simple for me to understand. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So, moving on, and I can't wait for the I can't wait till the middle of Matt comes back. Um, Pam, we love you. We love you, and we, and, and, and that's, that's all I'm gonna say. We love you. We love you, Pam. Moving on. And like I said, this is going to be a, a, a really quick and short episode tonight. Uh, we'll get into everything else our next episode. Let's talk NFL. Greg, you ready? No. I know you're not ready, but I need you to be ready. 
And Cashley, feel free to, to chime in whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. So we had week 18 last week, this, this, this past weekend. Um, the title of the show is first 2022 episode and also by Aaron Rodgers. Greg, I know you have a lot to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yours. save it to I'm gonna save it until we have better audio in my personal opinion. Um I absolutely refuse to try to talk over whatever the fuck that was. So <laughs> this is that. Um all I will say, touching on it, is I, I wanna save and reserve all of my comments until after the Saturday and Sunday game. There is MLK weekend that is coming up. We have a whole Monday. We can actually unpack. We'll have Lou here. Obviously, Cashley's going to be here. When it comes to the NFL, all I'm going to say is prayers up to DeMar Hamlin. Um, I know that he is out of the hospital. Um, it is always going to be fuck Aaron Rodgers for the behavior that I've seen from him and the energy that everybody's given him because everybody knows he lost and ain't a word been spoken about Aaron Rodgers. But God forbid if they would have won, we'd have been hearing about that shit to the Super Bowl. Fuck that. Um, I'm going to leave that alone. I have nothing else to say until we get Lou back, until we see these Saturday and Sunday games. More importantly, we have some more news. I was just here for the wrestling this week. It was fantastic. It was sensational. Vince McMahon, fuck you and your brand because you've absolutely ruined it. And I'm going to drop my mic there. Okay, so no, you can't drop you can't drop the mic fully because I, there's the shit I want to talk about. Um, Greg, you have been you this entire season has been a defender of the of the Detroit Lions, and I want to say, and this is the major point that I want to make this week: watch out for the Detroit Lions in 2023. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, I mean, you're right now. You were wrong then. So, I mean, I, I don't. Y'all have to be sick of me. Like, it, it makes me seem like I'm just, like, self-absorbed. It was like, no, I'd just be seeing shit. Like, I, it's there. Like, the fucking Detroit Lions are everything I said that they were going to be. Everything I said they were going to be. The Miami Dolphins last season and this season. Everything I said they were going to be. This is before Tyreek Hill... And Jalen Waddle even showed it to be anything. Said the same shit. Even the New York Jets, they were two games out of literally making the fucking playoffs. They literally could have made the playoffs if one other team lost, and they were supposed to lose that game. Shit. The, the fucked up part about even the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans won a game they should have lost. I'm I'm honestly sick of being right. I'm sick of being that guy where somebody comes onto the show and they're like, Greg, guess what? You're right, Greg. Because people were listening like, you know what, Greg, just always think you're right. No, I don't even think I'm right. I make a prediction, it'd be right, and then we talk about it. I'm like, you know what, that pretty much was fucking right. Now, I'm not saying I vote for all the underdogs and shit like that. I, I look at the stats, I look at the players, and I have hope for the team. I just don't want every team to perpetually be his fucking scrub, except for Aaron Rodgers and whoever, you know, whoever ends up picking him up in the offseason. And the reason why, it's not that I hate Aaron Rodgers, I just... In my personal opinion, I feel as though whenever he wins, that's all we hear about. But when he loses, we don't say a fucking thing about it. You know what happened after Green Bay lost to Detroit? They started talking about the commanders. 
which is bullshit to me. Like, can we just focus on what, like, they didn't even play today. And if they did, because I couldn't, I can't even remember last week. Even if they did play, I can guarantee you they didn't play on Sunday night. They didn't play on Monday night. So why are we talking about them now? Focus on the guy who could not get the ball down the field. And somebody would say, well, Aaron Rodgers is 40 or however old he is. And he is of old age. If that motherfucker would have won 10, 11 games a season, they would have treated him the same way he treated Brady last year and the year before that. Age is just a number, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. We, we have to start calling the thing a thing. I'm starting to feel disrespected at the fact that they are just throwing this shit at our face. When I say us talking about the YBAB sports desk, I'm, I'm sick of having to go through this every couple weeks because for six weeks, they were telling me Aaron Rodgers is going to be the greatest thing. He's going to be like, what would the playoffs be without Aaron Rodgers? The fucking playoffs. That, that's exactly what it would be. Just like the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers. Except for the State Farm commercials and the, the Wrangler jeans. We can, he can come on the Super Bowl for that. Like, that's what you're good at. Do, do that shit. But I'm sick of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick of people trying to down the Detroit Lions. If you want to down a team, I'll give you one. My fucking Arizona Cardinals. And the reason why is, honestly, I have to give up the fucking team. I have to give up the team in 2023 because enough's enough. I'm one of the few people who can call a thing a thing. No team that has honestly never won shit, like ever, should lose this much after winning every fucking year. Like, you start five and one, you know, six and two, shit like that, and then you just squander the entire fucking season. I've gotten over it. It I feel like a Raiders fan. I feel like yo, like I'm like when was the last time we won? That's how it feels. But what really pissed me off was them saying, one, they fired the coach. Two, they trumped, I think they fired the GM. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. I don't give a no, fuck about this, them. So it, uh, he, he quit. Oh, okay, so he, he quit. So he quit before he was going to get fired. And they gave him the, the health card pass. Like, hey, you know, your health, you know, just say it's your health. And I get that. It happens. It's the NFL. They will find an excuse to give to a white person, but black person do the same shit, they fucking fired. They on the chopping block. Tom, uh, what's the name? Um, Tom, the coach from fucking Pittsburgh, they talk shit about him at the end of every season. Oh, he's not going to finish, you know, above, above 500. And he does. And you know what? Nobody else says anything. It's just like, oh, it's just going to be what it is. That It's exactly what it is. But for me, when it comes to the NFL, we got to start holding the thing a thing. When it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to have to give them up. I haven't picked my, you know, my end day, my last day with them because it's New Year, New Greg at this point. But once you start saying you're going to go and get yourself a number one receiver, top five receiver this year, and you say, you know what? Y'all going to try to trade him. At that point, I had to fucking give up. I was like, yo, you, you have the future quarterback. You got the running back. You got the receivers. You have the offensive line. You have the defense. And you say, you know what? Nah, this ain't going to do it. But here's the thing. The common denominator wasn't the coach. It was the fucking GM. It wasn't even just the GM. GM and the owners. Y'all draft bad. Y'all go get all these fucking superstars. Y'all have these superstars and you don't know how to use them. Your offensive coordinator's still there. He's garbage. Your defensive coordinator, he's getting by. He's helping them win games. You can keep him another year. But you know what? The team is shit. I'm tired of the team being bad. I'm tired of being on that list where it's like, guess what teams have never won shit? And Arizona's sitting up there. I hate to see it. I see the fucking White Sox. I see the Red Sox. I see the fucking Lakers won. 
Like, like oh, the Lakers won before Arizona, and I get it. But I'm like, did you look at that roster that year? So, no. Arizona, we're going to have to break up. At some point, you know, I've had to break up with a barber. I've had to break up with women. I've had to break up friendships. The, the fucking team is on the, is next on the chopping block. Again, I'm not talking too much. We said we're going to make the show 45 minutes. I'm not talking about the NFL until Lou is here because I want him to feel my anger, just like I would want Vince McMahon to know it is fuck the WWE for 2023. That needs to be a hashtag. <laughs> so until next week, I don't have another fucking word to say about the NFL, the NBA, the WWE, the Big Three, WNBA, Top Golf, Regular Golf, PGA, Tennis, Soccer, MLS, because those are two different things to me, Rugby, the Hot Dog Eating Contest from Nathan's, how you fucking play pickleball, <laughs> Rugby. I, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I'm not um, talking about yeah, sports yeah, for the sure. rest of the night. With that being Greg. said, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard from Greg. This is Greg. This Greg, is Q. Greg. That is hold, hold, Ashley. I am God out. Oh, have mercy. Uh, we have to. I, I hear what you say. <laughs> Goddamn bastard. <laughs> we have to do some type of prediction for Wild Card Weekend. Even if it's just you know, they're going to lose, you ain't got to get a score. We have to do this, Greg. Okay. So I'm going to go through all six wild card games this weekend. You ready? Get your ass off mute. <laughs> let's go. Hurry up. Let's let's do this. I told you. Um, I'm, I'm... I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me, I understand. All right. First game. Seahawks 49ers. Who wins? Just, 49ers. Just who wins. 49ers. All right. Um, I'm going to go 49ers. Um, second wild card. On Saturday, the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. All right, Sunday, the Dolphins versus the Bills. 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 The New York Giants, the New York football Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. What time is the game? 4.30. The Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings. Um, the 8.15 game on Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens without RB1, which we was going to talk about tonight, but whatever. Um, the, the Ravens versus the Bengals at, at Paycor. I wanted to be an upset. I'm going to say, actually, never mind. I'll go with, Cincinnati. We'll go with the Bengals. Cincinnati because um, Lamar Jackson is not playing that game. He oh, so that made it easy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the last Super Wild Card game of the weekend, the Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. Mike McCarthy is going to get fucking fired on Tuesday morning. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. Period. Any Cowboys fans, let me just let you know this. And I said I was not going to speak on this because, unfortunately, Q is forcing me to do this. He is forcing my hand, so I have to say it. I was trying to save y'all some grace and just talk shit about y'all on Monday. Let me just make this crystal clear. The Dallas Cowboys are dog shit. When I say dog shit, people used to say that they were bad when they had Amari Cooper. 
Imagine having not one, not two, not three, but four. Oh, take that back. Five fucking receivers. I can name your receivers. And you lost. The last week of the NFL season, not only to your foe, but to a team that honestly didn't want to win the game. This is this is not, you know, my my podcast to speak on the Washington Commanders, but Q knows how I feel indifferent about them. But I do love when they beat teams that actually need wins. And the Dallas Cowboys are, I don't want to say they're garbage, because I said that earlier. Let me just try to find a different way of approaching this. The Dallas Cowboys are the equivalent of every loaded roster that is in any sport that somehow loses to an underdog. The issue is they do this every fucking year. If the Dallas Cowboys cannot get past a 78-year-old Tom Brady, a Mike Evans with fucking brick hands, Chris Godwin, who I'm surprised he's even lasted this long because they run him through the slot so much, I was just waiting for him to get blasted all year and then be sitting out for four weeks. And that's not saying I wanted him to get injured. I just know how Chris Godwin is. He takes a hit and he's like, you know what? Yeah, I got I got hit in the arm, but my toe hurt. And he's going to be out for three weeks, right? That's just like a Chris Godwin thing. They didn't have Gronk, so I was like, there was no Gronk. Their run game has been abysmal. Um, I don't even know if they have a tight end. And the reason why is I'm, I haven't seen Tom Brady throw to anybody other than who is the white tight end? It doesn't even matter. When it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, because I don't even want to talk about Tom Brady. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. That white tight end. Exactly. They, they, they tried to make Kyle Rudolph a thing. And here's the thing. If Kirk Cousins can't make you a thing as his tight end, because that's the only other person that Kirk Cousins throws to outside of his number one receiver, then you're not anything. Kyle Rudolph, he has, you know, helped me win a fantasy football league or two. That was four years ago. Kyle Rudolph, you are on the boo-boo shit list. And when I say that, because they really tried to replace Gronk with you, and no. Um, all in all, let's get back to Dallas. And I'm going to make this really quick, as quick as possible. Um, the reason why I'm even going to give the score to this Dallas versus uh, Tampa Bay game is because it actually has the potential of actually happening. The Dallas Cowboys will lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fucking 23 to 21. And the reason why I say that is because they're going to have the opportunity to win. And it's going to be some obscure shit that it's not going to be Dak's fault. It's going to be a missed field goal. It's going to be a missed field goal. And we're going to have to go through the same, you know, roundabout thing of, hey, you know what? That got us that close. We were this close to getting out of the first round again. And you know what happened? The kicker missed. And since the kicker missed, it's not the coach's fault. So, you know, we're going to run it back one more year. Then it's not Dak's fault. So, yeah, we, you know, we pay him and he's not doing anything. It's not Ezekiel Elliott's fault for running 32 times and only having 17 yards. It's not his fault. It's not CeeDee Lamb's fault for having 17 targets and only catching eight of them. It's... Not um not Whitten, who's the other uh the fucking tight end for them? I forgot what dude's name is. Dalton Schultz. Uh it's not Dalton Schultz, you know, fault that he blew up plays where he was supposed to be blocking and decided to run. It's not the offensive line's fault for, you know, you know, a bunch of penalties for, you know, being offside. It's not the fucking, you know, kicker's fault for missing the game winning field goal. It's not the Dallas Cowboys fans' fault from Washington DC that have never been to Dallas to ever see a fucking Dallas Cowboy game. It's it's somebody else's. It's the watchers. It's the people who are watching the game 
in their house that are actually Dallas Cowboy fans, it's their fault because they go through this shit every fucking year and it continues to be a problem. So I just, when they lose on Sunday, right? When they lose on Sunday, I just really want people Monday, to- Monday night. Monday, Monday night. See, and that, that's, a, that's a whole nother problem. You really made a game that didn't need to be. You want to disrespect MLK by having the black quarterback lose to the white quarterback on ML. I'm fucking done. I, I am done with this show for the week. I'm, you know what? <laughs> Lou, Lou, I miss you. This is fucking sickening. Yo, how? They, they did this shit with intention and it's bad. Like, you just couldn't play a they Sunday did. night game and just let it be what it is. They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to intentionally I- take. Q, that's the last thing I want to do. Listen, I I now have to stay in South Carolina through Monday night and fly back Tuesday morning because I have to laugh at Joey's face on Monday night when the Cowboys lose. I will never understand the the need to say, you know what? Yeah, we could have had a Sunday night football game, but it's MLK weekend. Now, I don't know if this is me being old. No, there is a Sunday night. There is a Sunday night game. The Sunday night no. game. I told you the Sunday night game is the Ravens and Bengals. We like, like I said, was that, was that a necessary? Was that a necessary Joe game? Burr, Joe Burr is about to fuck shit up. So cute. That, that's what I'm saying to you. The Dallas Cowboy and Tampa game. They wanted that to be prime time, but they also wanted uh, Joe Burrow to be prime time. If that's the case. Make the Dallas game the Saturday game. Get that loss out of the way. But now that you know, like, I don't know if they can flex, flex, uh, you know, playoff games. But my thing is, no, no, they can't. So, okay, so fine. Say if you don't even flex these games. These games weren't even predicted until what two weeks ago. These tickets weren't available until, until what? Last, two, no, until, until this past Sunday. Exactly. So who on God's green earth? Said, you know what we want to do? When I say we, talking about the fans, imagine you have a three day weekend. You're like, all right, I got, you know, Friday getting off work. I got football all Saturday. I got football all Sunday, right? You got all that. I just want to close out Sunday with all the football so I can sleep on Monday. You know, if you're drinking on Saturday, you're drinking on Sunday, you can chill on Monday. Well, for me, fly back Monday. Fly yep. back, fly back home Monday. Now, yep. I, now I have to, now I have to stay. In you South have to Carolina. stay, which exactly. is not a problem for me because my kids are there. But now I got to fly back Tuesday morning and hope I get back in time to get it, to get to work. I I, just, I I will never understand the shit, and the reason why I say I won't understand it is because they only have Q. They have two games on Saturday, and they have three games on Monday. I'm sorry, on Sunday. My issue is, there's no one o'clock game on Saturday. You could have easily made the Giants-Vikings game that's supposed to happen Sunday at four. You could have made that shit at one o'clock. Because nobody is going to care or want to watch that Sunday 4.30 game. Nope. That game at all? No. Make them the game of the week. Cowboys are used to having four o'clock games that everybody watches. But at 8.30, I'm telling you, if the Dallas Cowboy and Buccaneers game on MLK is like nine to three or seven to three for the first half, people are gonna check out. People are tired of watching bullshit ass games on Monday. Like the Monday night football games have become the Thursday night football games. It's like, all right, 
you expecting these high scoring games that are keeping people up because they got to go to work in the morning. Like, I don't want to stay up till 1130 and then go to bed. Be like, yo, I just watched a terrible ass game and I got to get up and go to work the next day. Let me have my MLK in peace. Like MLK did not get that day for us to sit there and watch trash ass football, especially to watch the Dallas Cowboys lose to Tom Brady, which is going to happen. If they lose to, you know what? Let me just shut up. I'm going to lead and end by saying this. If the Dallas Cowboys and a black quarterback in Dak Prescott loses to Tom Brady, I, I think we can all just collectively say Greg was right, number one. Two, the YBB Sports Desk is the greatest sports podcast on planet Earth because we always get it right. And when we don't get it right, it's because we could care less. That's, you know, number three. Finally, when it comes to this, Vince McMahon, I'm going to keep coming back to you and say, fuck WWE in 2023. That being said, I'm speaking for them. I'm speaking for me. I'm out this bitch until we get Lou back because I need to ask him questions about Pittsburgh. I need to ask him questions about the Houston Texans because unfortunately for Q, now that they had won that game, he also has to buy not just a Jets jersey. He also has to buy a Houston Texans jersey. I am the fuck out. It has been real. This is great. You know Vote for president in 2028, and I will see y'all on Monday. Peace. God damn it. Well, it won't be. It, it, it may be Monday. It may be Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday again. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Greg, for your analysis. Huh, we're getting out of here, goddamn it, because um, one, I, I want to drink some more, and two, um, I'm tired of talking sports today because it's been a lot, and there's much more that we need to cover. <sighs> Fuck this shit. I'm out. Hey, I'm sorry. We love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Young Black and Bomber Sports Desk, the best goddamn sports show on serial. Um, we'll see. We'll see you sometime next week. I, I ain't gonna give a date. We go live. Join us here. Um, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Cashy, love you. Greg. Yeah, love y'all. Know. We already know. We'll see, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all sometime next week. We out. Bye-bye. Peace, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 